0: Hi everyone, I'm Kelvina, I'm Harini, I'm Camille, and welcome to the very first episode of the news podcast. Before we begin, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has supported us and made this possible and to everyone who's tuning in right now. Today we're going to be discussing the Italian Hate Crime Bill and what it really means for personal freedom. So last year the Italian Parliament's lower house approved a progressive bill that would classify all acts of violence
1: based on gender, sexual orientation or disability as a hate crime. Nicknamed the Zan Bill after Alessandro Zan who wrote it, who was a lawmaker for the Democratic Party as well as a
2: queer rights activist. And since its proposal the Zan bill has faced a lot of criticism from other groups who think it's an attack on religious freedoms rather than a defense of personal ones. But now we're a year after this bill was proposed
0: and just before Christmas Italy's senate voted 154 to 131 to block any further debate on the bill for the next six months and when Reuters reported on this six months delay They said that centre-left lawmakers believe it will now be impossible to approve the bill before the legislation expires in early 2023. On Twitter, Zan himself described the outcome as a betrayal of a political pact that wanted the country to take a step towards civilization.
1: The General Secretary of Arcigay, which is an Italian LGBTQ+ rights group, blames the state for once again turning the other way, saying shame on everyone else who rejected the bill.
0: If you're interested in learning more about the Arcigay rights group and their vision, there's more about their work on our website under the Italian hate crime bill article. We'd really recommend checking them out as they do a lot of incredibly important work. But to continue about the people rejecting the bill, this is usually on the grounds of personal liberties, which includes a number of right-wing extremists like the leader of the Italy's League Party, Matteo Salvini. He's repeatedly referred to the bill as the gagging law, itself an implied homophobic joke, and complains that under the proposed legislation, those that think a mum as a mum and a dad as a dad would by default be sent to prison.
2: Andrea Ostellari, another League Party member of the Senate, And crucially, the president of the Senate's Justice Committee delayed the vote on the bill for almost as long as Italian Senate law would allow.
0: This ideology has been overseen by the Italian president, Sergio Mattarella, who since the beginning of this debate has stood by and allowed homophobic, misogynistic and ableist rhetoric to be used repeatedly by his deputies, when discussing this incredibly serious issue.
1: I watched an interview with The Guardian newspaper earlier this year where Zan had complained that the bill was being held hostage by the president, who, despite being from the left-leaning Christian Democracy Party, refused to schedule the vote due to the dissent of various members of his own party.
0: Now, crucially, when we look at impeded liberties, and especially religious liberties in Italy, we really can't overlook the role of the Vatican, who have officially opposed this bill. Now, some argue that this is out of fear that under the new law, they might be prosecuted for their open opposition to same-sex marriage. Although same-sex civil union was legalised in 2016 in Italy, fearing that opposition to the marriage would be classed as a newly labelled hate crime. And others say that it's because the bill might condemn the Vatican for opposing adoption by LGBTQ families. But whichever the ultimate reason is, some of the Vatican's core beliefs are being threatened by this bill. So, when we then add that the bill would require Catholic schools in Italy to dedicate one day a year to fighting homophobia and transphobia, the Vatican is unlikely to agree. In 2016, the Pope himself wrote that it needs to be emphasised that biological sex and the socio cultural role of sex, so gender, can be distinguished but not separated. Now, this rules out supporting an anti transphobia teaching day. And then regarding anti-homophobia in schools, the Vatican doesn't support the inclusion of anti-homophobia clauses in employment agreements, so let alone teaching days in primary schools.
2: Yet this completely opposes Pope Francis's comments in 2020 that quote unquote homosexual people are children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or made to feel miserable over it. What we have to create is a civil union law. That way they're legally covered. We could argue that what might legally cover queer couples even more acutely is a bill set out specifically to protect them, in public places, in the workplace and from domestic abuse within families. Especially as in 2018, the Pope told Juan Carlos Cruz, a victim of sexual abuse by priests in Chile, that as a punishment for his homosexuality, that God made you this way and he loves you. But after this conversation, Cruz described the Pope's comments as by no means fake or false.
0: However, given the chance to put protection from homophobic violence into the law, he has instead chosen to officially oppose it. Therefore, it would appear that the Pope is forgiving diversity and sexual orientation much more than embracing it and let alone celebrating it. So I guess this also begs the question of where does the Pope's personal beliefs end and where does the Vatican's traditionalism
1: begin? Plus, that anti-misogyny portion of the bill is really crucial to the protection of women's rights in Italy, since it is a country with pretty much an epidemic of discrimination against women in all sectors of society. The
0: number of cases of sexual violence in Italy reported to the police has increased in recent years to nearly 5,000 in 2019 alone according to a statistic study in Crime and Law Enforcement, with over a 1,000 of these being reported purely in the region of Lombardy. But the estimated figures are significantly higher, as in all countries, but this is especially due to Italy's controversial aspect of rape cases being the mandatory corella. This means that the rape victim must make a formal request to the state to press charges against their attacker
2: and cannot withdraw their charges under any circumstances. Given that harassment, bullying, backlash, prejudice, threats, blackmail, and even slander are all very real fears of rape victims when reporting an assault, this clause really dissuades thousands of women from reporting sexual misconduct every year.
0: Furthermore, the practice of Dismissione in Bianco, or a blank resignation, was not only legal until the New Jobs Act in 2016, but commonplace in many businesses and companies across Italy. This was a requirement for employees to fill out a blank resignation notice at the time of hiring. Not only is this ominous in itself, but the date was crucially to be left blank and the vast majority of these employees were women. So what this would mean is that if a woman became pregnant or decided to file a harassment case, it was easy and common for an employer to simply fill in the date on the resignation and file it thus firing her
1: from an academic perspective the newspaper wanted in rome describes this discrimination as deeply rooted in italian culture saying italy is a deeply religious catholic country and the blessed virgin mary is one of its most cherished figures on streets in homes and in churches and cathedrals mary is honored through art shrines and religious jewelry as such the importance of the mother is manifest in the italian family model where the mother is cherished as a beacon of matronly warmth and nurturing, the idea of the Italian mother has turned into an international stereotype, a strong, capable woman who spends her days cooking for doting children. Though respect for women appears to be a natural facet of Italian culture, in reality, Italy has a long history of sexism and its effects are alive and, well, in modern society.
2: Regardless of its origins in traditional Italian society or beliefs about the religious freedom of the Catholic Church in Italy, essentially the ZAN bill seeks to protect the human rights of Italy's marginalised groups who face risks of discrimination and violence in every aspect of their lives, despite heavy criticism from traditional Italian society. You might have seen viral videos of the dozens of right-wing men in the Senate in Italy
0: cheering and whooping and clapping as this bill was rejected which is a stain on modern Italian politics. And for the victims of these crimes in Italy, it may take an impossibly long time for them to ever trust their government again. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the News Podcast. We hope you found it informative and that you'll tune into the next one. If you have any requests for something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know at, at news underscore LDN on Instagram or email us at admin at or you can find all of our contact information on our website, www.newslondon.co.uk, where you'll also find many, many articles about a range of different things written by a range of different fascinating people. That's all from us. This was the News Podcast.